Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. That's right, it's me again. Matthew Dawkins, and I am here. Yes, you can't get rid of me. Uh, I am here with my ever-so-wonderful colleagues. Dixie Cochran. Hello. Danielle Lozon. Oh, it's I'm not last this time. Yes. And Eddie Webb. Not last this time. Yes. <laughs> I went, uh, I, I, in fact, I didn't choose an order. That was I, technically I just, alphabetical by last name. It was well, so technically alphabetically. <laughs> yes, it was a subconscious choice, I think, at this point. I was being directed by my id. I see. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, how, how is everybody? How are we all doing? I'm good. I am talking entirely too much about Baldur's Gate 3, uh, and have been for a while. Because, uh, you know, you get, you get fixated on something. Yeah. Uh, have you beat it yet? Yeah, I'm a I'm a free solo run with my bard. Mm. Okay. I just beat it like a couple of nights ago on my first solo run as Shadowheart. Oh, um nice. and I want to talk about the ending that I got with somebody. <laughs> so maybe later. <laughs> yeah, we can we we can chat off mic. Uh, <laughs> but, but but yeah, even when I when I when I did the blog a couple of weeks ago when Rich was out, uh, the title of the blog is definitely down 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 to the world below, which is a reference to a song that plays the entire time you're in character creation, uh, <laughs> that you eventually get a little tired of. Hmm. Yes, I've not yet played it. I'm given to understand it is as excellent, of course, as you two are purporting. I've no reason to doubt that. I will. I'll wait for a couple more patches, and then I will uh, jump onto that Baldur's Gate train. I have yeah. no doubt. I just have to warn you uh, that while I got over it pretty quickly, the fact that every time you do something outside of combat that in involves a die roll, the fact that you have to break from the game and roll a fucking die on the screen is... <laughs> insufferable i like it i hate it so much <laughs> i think it's fun and i, I click like, that... like i click and then i click 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 as fast as i can to try to get it to like and it will like if you click again it'll just show you the result yeah. and you don't have to do the dice animation yeah which is what i do um but i still like seeing the roll i i hate it well speaking of rolling dice to govern every single action Yes. Uh, that is not what we do in the world below. Uh, but speaking of the world below, at the time this episode goes out, the crowdfunding campaign should be underway. Full swing. Uh, yes. Yeah. We, we will we Well, we have no idea. We have no idea how this campaign is going to go. It. I'm calling it. It'll be funded. It'll be rocking and rolling. People are in love with this game already. Right to the moon. Yeah. No, if you stop at the moon, how can you reach the stars? Also, the moon would be the exact opposite direction of the world below, I would think. I mean, if you want to reach a star, the stars, any star fast, you're heading towards the sun. Yeah, so that is true. If we're, if we've got, if we're stopping at our most local star, I don't know if that's cheating. But, uh, yeah, we, in, in seriousness, listeners, we don't know how well this is going to go. It's a very interesting experiment for us because the world below, of course, brand new game, new IP. Uh, we don't always uh, delve into fantasy. Uh, our Onyx Path is, I think, primarily still associated with... Uh, World of Darkness, and uh, and then probably Scion, I don't know, I, I'm sort of speaking with gut there, and so it, it will be interesting. Uh, I'm very interested to see what the results are, regardless of what they happen to be, but here's hoping for a fine figure of a backing number. 
We'll have to see. Uh, but if you are interested in the world below, uh, before you get started on this episode, do check out the first episode of our World Below actual play, if you haven't already. Uh, this is part two. Uh, we will see how many parts we can get out of this. Uh, we're probably looking at two or three. And uh, we're trying to experiment with various different aspects of the game. The players, uh, the perfect trio here of, uh, <laughs> of Zaven, <laughs> Breen, and Plunk are doing their level best to escape the settlement of Fortress, which they've done. I mean, they were exiled, but they'll probably call it an escape in their memoirs. <laughs> and and reach another level of the world below. Again, that was mandated. They were told they weren't uh, allowed to remain on this stratum, where they will set up their own restaurant. Uh, they are all members of the Kitchen Guild, and the Kitchen Guild is a prominent one in the world below. Uh, they are individuals, a lot of them alchemists, uh, some of them harvesters, hunters, uh, some of them, of course, just tasters and scientists, experimenters, and so on, who do everything from gauging whether certain fungi are toxic to making damn fine plates of food that don't only nourish, but also satisfy the palate. And um, win us chaos stones. Hmm. And win, win Chaos Stones, it, because the Michelin star has not made its way to the world below. <laughs> uh, you can at least earn Chaos Rocks. That you yes. Pin We're next to the name. We're raiding Chaos Rocks now. Yes. Win the free Chaos Rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe a hazard to have them hanging over a cooking area. It might. Well, no. Uh... We, we, so we need to get um, the Engineering Guild, or mm -hmm. the, the map the that artificers. needs to the Artificer oh. Guild to start mm. raiding our uh, our our cooking, and it'll be like an artificer artificer raiding, because mm -hmm. um, that's how the Michelin star thing started. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, they do fine tires, don't they, Michelin? But uh, yeah, well, I personally think if you set up a kitchen with chaos rocks embedded in the ceiling or anywhere. The company of artificers. I see. I can't say it now. The company of artificers will probably move in and shut you down with cause for uh, lack of health and safety. Uh, and okay. if um, if the beef has shown us anything, is you need to know where your fire safety uh, switches are and that they activate whenever chaos rocks are about to erupt. So we are playing. Super Dragon X, Tensei, Continuum, Phantasma, Calamity, Clone, plus Alpha, uh, the World Below uh, restaurant scenario, uh, which these three have set up. And as we've already established, they have left the settlement of Fortress. They bumped into a few people on the way. They made some fine, fine, super fine meals, uh, traded their way into earning a Chaos Rock and decided they would dump the heavy granite sled uh, that was uh, given to them like the stone of shame by the stone cutters. They decided to drop it down a ravine, uh, carry their belongings on their backs instead, and are currently faced with what is effectively a platform level. Uh, swinging uh, platforms between their edge of the uh, ravine and, well, where they're aim aiming to head. Good news is, not only did they earn a Chaos Rock by so delighting the uh, the Antitia who who sampled their foodstuffs, uh, they completely 
confused him to the point that he left his puncheon, his uh, duck board, if you will, or plank, uh, on the cave wall. So no longer do they have to jump between platforms, they can instead just quite happily walk, as long as they can balance a short way, and I'm sure all of you can. But let's find out. Oh, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, of course we can. I don't have athletics at all. Well, I mean, this we're we're going to be starting with a dice roll, everybody, and it's going to be a nice, simple one. Difficulty is only one because you do have the tools you need. Uh, I'm not going to apply any kind of complication here. The fact is, you either succeed or you fail. If you fail, unfortunately for you, the punch and snaps. Yeah. Uh, which sometimes would be considered a complication all on its own, but sorry, that's that's your difficulty. This is a pretty thin uh, piece of hardened vine and fungus, uh, not not wood, and uh, it has to support all three of you one at a time. And so we're going to ask first of all, which order do you intend to cross this ravine in? Plunk, Breen, and Zaven. I think Who he, is going first? I think Zaven should go first because he's the most athletic yes, and um, and the most likely to get across safely. Yeah. And then that way we have somebody on both sides in case the person in the middle, um, who will be me, who is the least good, uh, starts to go <laughs> into the, the chasm. <laughs> yeah, I think Zaven's the heaviest too. Yeah, yeah. If it, if, if it breaks under me, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay, Eddie. I would like to ask you then, and everyone can roll this once you get to your turn. I think we can look at athletics and let's say dexterity in this case, because you're trying to maintain a certain fine balance here. Okay, I'll go ahead and make that roll. Lovely. Let's see. And remember, because uh, we only did one hour of roleplay last time, we can maintain the same momentum pool from last time. We currently have a momentum of five. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I have three hits. Three hits? Well, you can hop, skip, and jump on your way across. Uh, in <laughs> wow, fact, yay. I would I would so reward you for getting three hits here that if you want to help another person across, giving them an enhancement to their uh, their attempt, you choose who you want to give it to out of Plunk and Breen. Uh, I would definitely give it to Plunk. It to plunk. Yeah. <laughs> plunk, weighed down by a Chaos Rock. Uh, <laughs> let's let's see how you go, Plunk. I mean, okay. you only need to get one hit to surpass difficulty. Sure. But but what, what am I rolling? Dex Dex plus athletics. Athletics. Um, what I will let you do with the enhancement, if you're able to succeed here, uh, you can be assured that this plank will not break under Breen. So essentially, you're looking to get um, looking to get a hit. Not just to save yourself, but also to stop well, Breen from falling. Well, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to spend some momentum. <laughs> because uh, because on my three dice, I did not get a hit. Oh, uh, um, well, that, that will happen. Yeah, so instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend two momentum to turn that failure into a success. That is one thing okay you can that. do with that, yeah. If everybody's okay with me yeah, doing that's that. Fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes more sense. You need to succeed, otherwise this gets really bad really fast. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. Okay, then. So you spend your two momentum, you change your failure into a success, and that means you can use the enhancement, uh, which you were given. 
uh, by Zaven. Therefore, Breen doesn't even need to roll. Dixie, uh, you're let seven I... dice in my hand. I've been oh, go on, time. roll anyway. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's one of my best pools. <laughs> I, I, I got three hits too, so. Three hits. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, you don't need the help. You can, if you were rude, you would thumb your nose at Plunk. Wait. Bank some of those extra hits into into momentum so that we can pay back what I do. <laughs> sure. No. Uh, you can, uh, well, you do have those extra hits. So let's keep them in mind in case there comes a point where we can justify them. Right now, we'll say you are buoyed with confidence. And so your long walk continues, so you are no longer dragging this granite sled behind you, which comes as a mercy, uh, given I kicked it into a pit. You did. I mean, it's <laughs> quite difficult to kick a granite sled, but that's why you're a hunter, Zaven. You, yes, you've got that's a why I pay me the big rock. Uh, yes. <laughs> because you've got a stiff foot that doesn't break under a granite sled. That's what they call you, stiff foot. As you're heading down this uh, still pretty wide tunnel, uh, you can examine your surroundings uh, casually as you go. The surroundings here, now that you've uh, stepped a long way from Fortress's exterior, there's no more carvings in the wall. There's no alcoves, no arches built into the ceiling. But the width of this tunnel, the, uh, the width of this tunnel is still impressive rounded edges in fact would someone just one of you like to make either a survival or we'll say i'm going to give you a range here esoterica uh or survival plus intellect who would like to uh, throw in I'm for not this good at either of those I could do so it. not Zayn. yeah i think i think that's a that's a plunk thing that's a yeah, plunk, more thing. plunk thing yeah all right, what, what are you going to go for? Esoterica or survival? Esoterica. Okay, let's see how you get. This is, you're admiring your surroundings and you're trying to get a read on why this tunnel may be shaped like this. It's, it's a casual question, just difficulty one. Um, well, good, because I have one hit. Well, one hit is all you need. This reeks to you as a passage that Furundin, the Great Worm, has at some point bored its way through. Typically, when you find these uh, cavernous passages that are rounded, well, mm. there's nothing more softly rounded than the uh, lovely, lovely exterior of Furundin. And oh. we've been we've been blessed by a by a soft passage by the the Great Worm. I mean, uh, we can only all pray for the same. And Fundin uh, doesn't appear to have passed this way recently. Uh, the, there's no oxidization, recent oxidization, I should say, of uh, rocks and minerals around you. This looks like an old tunnel. Uh, so you shouldn't be in, a, in any immediate danger of the Great Worm turning around or using this tunnel again. But it's always interesting to observe one's surroundings. And upon that, Breen, I would like for you uh, to make a... Do you have science or survival to any good no. degree? I Was do that not. A no? no? Okay, well, in that That's case, you may, not, you may <laughs> not succeed. Well, I'm going to ask Breen to do it anyway. Uh, I'd like you to pair that with cunning or intellect. As okay. as Plunk points out the Furundin phenomenon, 
There's something you know from your time in the kitchen guild, but it's whether you can find anything that connects to it. Hey, come on, three dice. <laughs> if nothing else, uh, it might earn you some momentum. Are tens counted twice? They are indeed. Then I got two hits. Two hits, okay. You know that in the wake of Forundin's passage, uh, Forundin does leave Wormlings again. Mm. If this were a recent uh, transit by the Great Worm, then you may be in some trouble. It isn't. But that isn't all Forundin leaves. As you've got two hits, the other thing that Forundin occasionally does the surrounding environment is he it creates what are sometimes called walnuts. Okay. They are not actual walnuts, and they're not even nuts. They are... <laughs> Chalk deposits with a sweet exterior. Hmm. Uh, doesn't sound terribly palatable, but as a kind of spice uh, that's pretty harmless and inoffensive, they're, you know, not bad additions to a dish. And so, with that in mind, you can scour these cave walls and, and find a few buried in, in small alcoves and, uh, and fissures. I will do Add that. them to your pot. <laughs> I will. I will put some of those in my pack along with all the mushrooms that I harvested last time using my well portal. That, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. This is very much a harvesting <laughs> group right now. You need to get as many ingredients as you can on your route to the next uh, site of your kitchen. Yeah, right. Rare, rare, rare. This level ingredient. So when we go down to ten, mm. they'll be like, "Oh, look at all these amazing copper ingredients we never get." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> The uh, the copper seams in the walls here, some brown, some green, uh, are glowing quite strongly. Uh, you've not bumped into anyone now for the last hour of transit, but it's been a pretty peaceful journey. Uh, you've not heard any disconcerting rumblings or any shouts or screams or anything like that, but you are encountering an absence of people. Uh, you still have your rough map that seems, to the best of your knowledge, Breen, uh, to be accurate. Uh, it, it marks this Furundin tunnel. It doesn't call it a Furundin tunnel, it's just called a wide passage. But uh, it's it seems to be heading in the direction you would expect. But yeah, no one passing down it, which this early in the season, a little odd, a little off-putting. You were told that in the settlement of Opranath, not too far away, there was some kind of civil disturbance. Uh, the the Vrot, the Rot priests and the like were up to something, no doubt no good. Um, maybe that's got something to do with it. But you've not had much of a cause to walk with stealth or you know cling to the walls or anything like that. It's all been pretty placid, all told. And that placidity is, of course, broken. Up ahead, as the passage narrows and the substance of the earth around you changes, quite markedly so, from soft rock to harder, brittler material, you can hear a scraping, a fairly rhythmic chipping and scraping Uh, on the I other will... side of the stone wall. Uh, can I 
try to see if I can figure out what that scraping might be. Yeah, how would you like to go about doing so? Uh, I'm assuming punching it will not help. <laughs> well, I mean, it may be a way if someone shouts back, "Oi!" That's my that, <laughs> yeah, that's oi. my wall. Uh, you're interfering in my uh, <laughs> my respite time. I have the tracker uh, thesis where I can I get plus one to tracker detect a monster's presence. Mm hmm. Um. So I can maybe help you, Eddie. Yeah, I'd be happy for you to lend uh, Zaven an assist there. Okay. Uh, um, how do you want to handle it? Uh, do, is it Dixie rolls, and then I use the successes as enhancement, or? Um, no, I think the uh, tracker uh, the tracker thesis is going to give you the enhancement flat. Oh. Okay. Uh, so if you want to make a, I don't want to constantly lean on survival. Although if you would like to use it, you can. Uh, I think it would also be reasonable to use, and I know none of these are going to be terribly good for you, Eddie, uh, technology or culture. Oh, actually, culture's not bad. Um, okay. How much, how, much, how much enhancement does the uh, um, thesis give me? Uh, just plus one. Okay. Because I was also, I have keen sense, um, but it's, it's the same plus one, so I'll use yours. That'd be, that's probably better for me. Okay. Um, then yeah, I will. I will use culture to kind of see, get a sense of like you know I've heard these kinds of noises and scrapes before, so I can kind of narrow down what it might relate to. Um, yeah. And then, and then you, uh, cunning. Uh, I would. I'd let you use cunning um, if you're yeah. trying to make a snap decision. Uh, but here's the yeah. thing: if you use cunning, mm -hmm. I'm going to apply a complication, uh, okay. not to punish you for using it, but because okay. you're not spending your time analyzing it. Okay. Um, the complication in this case is if you fail uh, mm -hmm. to buy off the consequence, um, something will break through that wall. Uh, it may be something you like, it may not be something you like, but bear in mind it is called a complication. Uh, I, I, I would argue anything that breaks through a wall is probably not going to be a good thing. So I mean, there could be miners back there. Could right. be a mining oh. team. There's plenty of excavators. Uh, uh, how big is the complication? Uh, this is going to be a moderate complication because it's a moderate thing that's scraping the wall. Okay, all right. <laughs> I have five dice. Let's see how this goes. I have four hits plus the enhancements. Oh. Um, five hits. Wow. So wow. I'm okay. buying off that complication. Yeah, yeah. Zaven, you back away from that wall pretty quickly. Uh, the first, of course, you run through the possibilities. Could this be a part of the Digger Collective, some excavator, some team from another settlement, and they're just mining this hard rock? It would make sense. There's minerals here. There's all kind of copper and uh, copper oxides and ores buried in the hard rock, more so than the soft. But no, the, that isn't it. It sounds more organic than that. And given that you got five hits, you can pinpoint it almost exactly. Not from something you've encountered personally, but something you've certainly been educated on as a hunter and a member of the Kitchen Guild. Mm -hmm. If you're harvesting or hunting anywhere and you hear that kind of rhythmic scraping and tapping and hammering, the likelihood is there is a beast on the other side of that wall trying to get through, and the likelihood is that beast is probably a rust knight. Rust knights 
follow a fairly strict regimen of destruction. They mm -hmm. corrode and erode everything that is in front of them if they have a certain path in mind, and sometimes that path is blocked by a wall. Uh, they don't attack it with wild abandon. That would be pointless and they'd only damage themselves. They will hack and scrape, hack and scrape, until they make a weakness in the wall uh, thin enough that they can just punch through. Judging mm. by the volume, this Rust Knight is pretty damn close to punching through. Now, the one other thing, and usually I wouldn't dump so much lore on top of you, Eddie, but I'm going to do so to reward you for your five hits uh, to make okay. you regret it. Uh, Rust Knights are strongly associated with the Lords and Ladies of Rot. They are at least believed to be created in their service to further the the cause of, well, nihilism, uh, for want of a better term. Uh, so this is probably connected to whatever on Earth is going on in Opranath right now. Okay. Um, I will step back and just kind of whisper to my friends, you know, uh, their, their rust knights are coming through the wall. We can try to get back away from them, or we can deal with them. Yeah, yeah, you can always move on. You can always move on. The The passage narrows around here and splits into multiple uh, routes. None of them head in the direction that this noise is coming from, I should hasten to add. So it's unlikely you're going to bump into them by taking a wrong left turn. But, um, yeah. Uh, you can certainly flee before they break through if you want. I suggest that we don't give a fuck about anything on the, the copper stratum, and these people <laughs> can deal with their own nasty rust bugs. They did kick us out. They kicked us out, and we have zero compunction to help their settlement by defeating this monster. Okay. I mean, that is fair and accurate. <laughs> Um, and the, the, there's, there is the question of would the people of Fortress, would the towers help you if they saw you being cornered by Rust Knights? Mm, uh, probably, yeah. probably not, yeah. Debatable. So, yeah. yeah. That seems to be a vote from, from Plunk to depart. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't want to fight something that we don't have to fight. Very well. We will expedite yourselves. Go ahead. Uh, expedite. Like a mm -hmm. restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Expedite that order, yes. <laughs> uh, could I ask, are you creeping away or are you moving away at speed? Um, I think the stealthy approach would make more sense. Yeah, I'll try to be stealthy. All right, then. And so the Once ground... again, um, something I'm not great at. <laughs> try is really the operative word we're using here. Yeah. Zaven can always carry you. Well, this is where the Boyd confidence from earlier could kick in, shall we say, because mm. we earn so many hits on uh, crossing the ravine that if Zaven, feeling particularly bold, wants to uh, pick Plunk up and uh, essentially mean Plunk doesn't have to attempt any kind of stealth action, uh, I, mean I would allow that. Conceptually, I like what you're thinking, but that does imply a certain amount of stealth capacity on my own that I do not, in fact, possess. <laughs> this is where you wish you had the sled. Mm. Yeah. Yes, but no. Fuck that sled. Well, yeah, but like that heavy on ass would also stone be sled. Yeah. 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 yeah, granite isn't isn't known as a stealthy. You sneak away in the sled. <laughs> Bang! Getting stuck in the tunnel. Come on, you fucker. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I can I can pick up uh, Plunk and we could fail together. I think it's fine. Oh, good. 
All right then. So uh, I like I'd like each of you at this point to I think we'll go for everyone's favorite pairing of athletics and dexterity. Oh, actually, athletics. I thought it was going to be large. Uh, okay, I will let you use. I would let you use composure instead, so that you don't panic in any way. You know, step on wow. something you shouldn't. Uh, the ground around here is a little more granular, and uh, it's less steady underneath your feet. So there is a complication involved, but and the difficulty is one. No, I will. I will definitely take the uh, dexterity route. Thank you very much. All right. Do I have to make a roll to pick up plunker as my five might? No, no, no. That that's fine. The the hits from earlier, again. We we could treat this almost like the inspired status effect, but we won't be quite so strict. It basically, okay. plunk doesn't need to take an action. You can do it for him. And uh, what's more, two, you said? Uh, difficulty one, complication minor. And what's more, if you fail, plunk can get an action before everyone else. Because Plunk <laughs> is not acting now. Oh, I'm perfectly selfie. I got five hits. Oh well, you've just danced your way, pirouetted all the way down the corridor I can't out pirouette. of I don't have feet. <laughs> she goes in circles. Oh, it's, it's a slithery it, 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 dance. It's like doing donuts <laughs> in a parking lot. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have two hits. Two hit. Well, that is enough to buy off the difficulty and the minor complication, Eddie. So while you do so with slightly less confidence than the incredibly self-confident Breen, it seems, <laughs> uh, who, who was made for this stealth ship, you, um, yes, you are slightly less steady on your feet. It can't be helped by the fact that you're carrying a hobgob who is uh, himself carrying a glowing chaos rock that is very close to your face right now. It's a little like... <laughs> I love that I'm just... I love that I'm just holding it out out in front of us. <laughs> and it's not in a pouch or pocket. I'm just like, I love it. It's my pet. I mean, it's a little like having a radioactive isotope as a pet, but um, I mean, things that glow, they're never bad, are they? No, of course not. No. Green glows a little bit, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody glows. And so that means you are just around the corner, just out of sight when you hear the rather startling crunch of rock falling away. Uh, you don't have to look back, though you can if you wish. You can poke your heads back around the corner. Boop, 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 Scooby-Doo nope. style. No. Nope. It's a mystery. Is that we'll a no mystery from everyone? Yeah, I don't, I don't... I don't need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> just no-selling this. <laughs> like, no, fuck combat. Uh, Green just no, like, no, the, rock! <laughs> um, and this is a good opportunity to say to anyone listening uh, to this episode the world below and in fact all story path and story path ultra games we don't expect people to always throw themselves into mindless kill 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 combat uh, this is not a game where you are always going to outmatch the opponent either so rust knights in the world below are pretty well damn deadly uh, to put it mildly and if there's more than one of them, this particular party would have a lot of issues. So escaping is not, is by no means dishonorable. This is a question of survival. And so, yeah, moving on, you are able to do so. You're able to do so gracefully and uh, without the Rust Knights picking up your trail. Nice. Go us. Or indeed tail, in the case of Breen. How much of a snake is tail, technically? 
That well, I mean, this is the old centaur human. Where do the organs go? Question, right. isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's a question for philosophers, not for uh, members of the kitchen guild. Gastrovores. Oh, okay. Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true. If you had a customer who says, "I want to eat a snake tail," that that know. that portion size could be a variable size, couldn't it? And you might offend the chef in the case. Okay, of I won't green. serve anybody that says they want to eat a snake tail. I find that offensive. Yes, you're uh, not I a think... snake. I am. Yeah. Are you though? I mean, you're a person. I'm a snake person. You're having yeah, but this that's conversation. That's not a snake. Yeah, we are, we are having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We're related. It's kind of like how some people feel weird if people eat monkeys or humans, and so. You see lights in the distance, bobbing up and down, uh, moving toward you. You've uh, been taking a slight gradient, a slight ascending gradient upward. It was your intention to move to a higher level. Not a higher, sorry, my mistake. A gradient going downwards. It was your intention to move down on toward Tin. Um, if you could, because you mm -hmm. didn't want to be close to the surface, did you? Yeah, we're getting snobbish, out of this neighborhood. A bit snobbish about that kind of thing. And Too this, for us. Yeah, as you're heading down, uh, this is a tunnel that's thick with stalagmites and tights. You have to maneuver around them a little. Is my uh, map heading, helpful, or is it is it becoming less helpful? Is the map the map is becoming less helpful? This okay. is a place that has clearly seen some change in probably the last chaos storm or calm season. Uh, you can see fresh cracks in the walls. They're generally identifiable because minerals will be more, uh, well, will be brighter, uh, less exposed to the elements, less worn away, and of course, less mined. And so this is quite narrow. You can only really fit down one abreast. And that means whoever of you is at the front of the group, if we assume it's by order of stealth, that would be Breen in the last case. Uh, Breen, you can see a few lights down below, bobbing up and down, making their way towards you. Now, this isn't the first time. Uh, mm. Shortly after you left Fortress, you saw some uh, people with uh, sunfly lanterns, or one in particular, a, a tower, a Darv tower. It was leading some refugees, it seemed, to the safety of Fortress. Um, you're not sure that this is the same kind of deal. Uh, uh, can I send my shadow ahead? to check it out absolutely yes get make good use of that oh wow you could do that that's cool yeah yeah i have a synthesis called living shadow um where you can detach your shadow it can't hear or touch things but it can't observe what's happening that's cool that's super cool yeah it's so... a very popular synthesis i can tell you from play testing <laughs> nice. because it's cool to have a spy shadow <laughs> it is uh so yeah i'd like to Let's let let's say that I I was in the front leading this you know mm -hmm. little expedition, and I, I'll 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 put an arm out to kind of say you know hang on I want to check what that is, and I'll send okay. my shadow up ahead, and so you all see Breen's shadow detach and slither down the wall. Two Breens is like a Caden Kale situation, isn't it? <laughs> um, so your shadow slithers its way down the tunnel uh, with its uh, gentle downward slope in the direction of these lights that are bobbing and weaving and swaying 
And at first, perceiving things through your shadow, it does indeed look like sunfly lanterns on on rods. Uh, but then you realize, no, that, that isn't the case. Mm -hmm. These lights are emerging from... It's actually quite difficult to tell, even from your shadow, because they seem to be floating as if in nothing. They are ambient lights with a center uh, that are free floating in the air, about five feet, six feet high. But your shadow is able to pick up after lingering there for a moment or two exactly what these things are. You have heard of Miasmil. You've probably not been unfortunate enough to encounter one. These gaseous beings, utterly alien and completely... Well, they don't tend to favour communication. Again, another kind of creature that is firmly associated with the lords and ladies of Rot. Mm. Therefore, whatever is going on with Opranath deep in this tier of uh, of the world below. They are hovering around, uh, floating about. If they're communicating, it isn't in any language your shadow can pick up, because, of course, it has no hearing. And how gaseous beings speak is, uh, again, a matter for philosophers and hunters, likely. Uh, but the thing you know, everyone knows about Miasmil, is you don't really want to get caught in one. You certainly don't want to breathe one in. They tend to carry a certain corrosive quality to them that uh, does badly on biologicals. Okay. And you said that this is a pretty tight passage. It is, yeah. You would probably have to pass through this shroud of Miasmil if you're going to head in a straight direction. Now, you can turn back. There were other tunnels. This is the one that your rough map was pointing you toward if you were heading toward Tin. Uh, you would, could head back in the direction of the Rust Knights and take your chances in another passage. Mm -hmm. uh, or you could wait for them to move on. I mean, how long can they stand there? But then the problem is, there is the risk. There is a risk that the Rust Knights could decide to head in this direction, at which point you would be sandwiched between two rather unpleasant types of creature. Yeah, uh, Breen, Breen will tell the others what what they've seen. Uh, so you can kind of be like, you know, what, what, what do you think we should do? Try a different way? Yeah, I think we might want to consider that, because, I mean, we, we don't want to run into the, the Rust Knights, and we don't have to run into them. And I mean, if they corrode the Rust Knights, that might be good, I guess. But I don't know if we want to rely on <laughs> that. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, maybe just kind of bypass this whole thing. Now, if one of you, uh, so this is an option that uh, I don't, I've not encountered many people taking. Uh, it's mm -hmm. very similar to directorial control, and they came from you can spend momentum to describe a story element in a scene that's now fact. Mm -hmm. uh, now, typically, those are used for pretty minor things. We give examples in the book of uh, this guard is, in fact, your cousin, or the, uh, the villain you're facing is your ex partner. That's not going to work for a cloud of gas, I'm afraid, even for even what? for Zaven. What? Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe. If no, you want to say, no, oh, I dated a, a Miasmil <laughs> once, and that ended badly. It was college, yeah. you know, experimented. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we were just following the lead of Edward II. She um, got, she got they, me with a vape and it went all bad, yeah. Yeah, things got out of hand. 
so, so yeah, if you want, you can spend a point of momentum here to describe a story element that might favor you. Uh, or just add a complication if I decide to twist it around. Um, or you can, as mentioned, double back. What What is the gas? Like, is it poison? Is it... Uh... They vary. Most of them are acidic in nature. Uh, you could, in theory, run straight through one. They, they that's, can't solidify. That's what I was wondering. Can we, like... Can we, like, hoof like, it past breaths. this? Can yeah. Take the hit and just keep running. Yeah, that's How what does it is, it... is it closer to the floor or closer to the ceiling? Closer to the ceiling. Can oh, we crawl damn. under it? Uh, you could try, though it may well notice. That yeah. that would definitely require some kind of uh, I can't some kind do of that. Role. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can't get carried through this one, Plunk. Yeah, Plunk. Plunk says I I can't. We're gonna. I'm, we're either running through it or nothing, because there's no crawling under that thing without alerting it to our presence. If you can hold your breath, I could pick you up and we can run. I could probably hold my breath for a while. Okay. You're going for it. Is this is this genuinely what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not. <laughs> no, but there's a certain amount of. Are you really doing this? Uh, I'm just surprised. I mean, do you... No, no, that it is something. It's an option you could certainly take, and it's not going to kill you, uh, but it may I result in your way, day but... getting worse. I love. I, this. I appreciate Let's the do vague it. threats. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna do this. Uh, but uh, I take it back. If, if Breen's okay with it, if not, then we'll figure something else out. Yeah, I I guess Breen Breen is more I think confused as to why we're not trying to crawl like like trying to crawl under it. But well, why doesn't Breen crawl under it first and get past it, and then just the two of us run through it? Oh, there you go. That's that's actually smarter. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Breen's Breen's not very smart, so Breen's Breen's okay with us. Yeah, like you go first, you go under it, you do your sneaky thing, it won't notice you, and then we'll. I am just in. Right. We'll we'll just blow through this thing. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Okay, Breen, you can sort of tie your your running shoes, as it were, do your stretches, take a breath. Does Snake have running shoes? Where would you put it? (laughs) Where would uh, the off- shoe go? <laughs> Just at the very tip of the tail. <laughs> and... Well, as we discussed, it's of course like half of the snake, then it's half tail. And I'm going to ask. So uh, there, there are various uh, qualities and antitheses that, of course, a miasmal possesses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think while we could go straight to initiative and see how readily it it uh, recognizes the. Uh, Anticia sneaking by underneath it. I'm instead going to first of all allow Dixie to make a roll of... Uh, we'll go for the old favourite, Athletics and Dex. Um, there is going to be a, dif- a difficulty here. I'm going to base it on... Hmm, this is going to be a hard one, I'm afraid, Dixie, because I'm going to base it on the Miasmil's Desperation Pool, which is four. Uh, therefore, you have a difficulty of four, which is pretty damn severe. Uh, it will see you, however, because you are basically passing through part of its body. <laughs> so, so best of luck. Well, yeah, I, I didn't make it. 
No. No, I got well, I got one hit on that roll. Do you want to spend any momentum? You've got lots of it. You spent two momentum to turn it into a success. Yeah, yeah. You got three momentum right now, right? Uh, you do indeed. Uh, yes, you've three. got four because you failed again later. Yeah. So yeah, right, you, right, yeah, you can spend two to turn it into a success. I didn't specify those are complications, so uh, you won't get any kind of ambient burning. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that if y'all are. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah. All right. So we have two momentum now, but I did not fail that roll. Yep, you you sneak, you slither, you make your way underneath this miasmal with as much stealth as you possibly can. There's a moment where you can just sense the acrid nature, the acridity, if that's a word, of the air. It is not entering your nostrils because, yep, you are desperately holding your breath as you try to stay low, stay out of sight and sense of this bizarre creature. And with a flick of your tail, you are out and free of its sight. It's probably uh, it feels like also toxic, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it feels like some of the fungi uh, that are uh, growing on your, your scales uh, have been nicely epilated. Uh, but, uh, but it hasn't hurt you at all. And so, yeah, and so you're free and on the other side. I assume you're staying low, or are you going to stand back and call out to your friends at this point? It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna stick to the shadows. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the two of you lose sight of uh, of Breen. You can only really hope that Breen made it. So probably fine. We're relying at this point on Zaven's carrying. Is that the case? Carrying Plunk. Yes. Uh, I would like to make an argument that yeah. stamina is the most important for running across. It's about holding your breath and resisting yes. a toxin. And yes. would you have a higher stamina rating than dexterity? Anyway? I mean, that's just that's just a coincidence. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, I might have five dice in stamina. <sighs> uh, okay. Well, I'm going to half the difficulty. Uh, and okay. I am happy for you to use stamina. So it's difficulty two, but you do have a complication this time. Okay. It's this. If you somehow beat the difficulty and the complication, the miasmal is so dedicated. In fact, there's more than one here, and they're kind of merged right now. Uh, the They are so intent on what they are doing that you can run through them and they are completely oblivious, as if on a different plane of existence you phase through them. If you can beat a difficulty of two and a moderate complication, so that's two. If you do not buy off that complication, you will suffer the ambient effects of running through an acidic cloud. But you'll get through it. If you do not buy off the difficulty, you will find yourself solidified inside this miasmal as it decides to recorporate around you. And yeah, if I don't have difficult, oh, difficulty, right? Yeah, got it. Got it. Yep. Yeah. So that's the worst possible action here. You'll be burned and trapped. Uh, so good luck. Would you like the good news or the bad news? Oh, uh, <laughs> let's start with the good. I bought off a difficulty. Hooray! <laughs> well done. Good stuff. Every hit. So it's oh, so up. just yeah, just too yeah. slight. So we've got two momentum left. It's up to you two here, uh, I, Eddie I'm and Danielle. Okay. I'm okay with just kind of eating it. I mean, because I can't. I mean, I can only buy mm-hmm. just the complication. So I'm, if mm-hmm. I spend the momentum, I'm going to buy dice and hopefully to buy off 
get one more hit. I feel like that's no, not no. Um, you can but you can add an enhancement hit to an action on a one for one basis. Oh, oh yeah. that's true. So one momentum will get you one enhancement, which will completely cancel out what's uh, left of this complication. Yeah, why not? Yeah, if it's, everyone's cool with it, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. I mean, you yeah. are very near running out of momentum now. So I, 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 I forgot. I forgot about that roll, but yes, okay, cool. I'll just buy the extra enhancement. All right, I'm sure then. We'll generate momentum in some other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not around Miasmil, apparently. <laughs> so so far, our three kitchen gastrovores have lived blessed existences because uh, yes. Well, actually, real quick, real quick, as you mentioned, generating momentum. Um, would this have been considered lethal peril? Lethal, yes, I would suggest so. I did um, rescue someone from lethal peril by bringing my friend across. You did, yeah. yes, yeah. The you momentum say, generator. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say it would have been very difficult for Plunk to buy off a difficulty and a moderate complication. That was my so thought. My thought. So yeah. I've rescued my friend. So therefore, I generate momentum. And it isn't that you're useless, Danielle, or your character. It's nothing like just, that. It's, it's just I'm useless in this situation. Yeah, running through acidic clouds is not what you trained in at kitchen I, school. Honestly, no. Plunk got a rock. Plunk can rest on their laurels for a while now. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you charge on through the Miasmil, or both of them, and for some reason, again, alien intelligence is here. They are clearly devoted to more important things than two wandering kitchen guilders. You burst straight through them. One of them, if they were aware, would probably say, well, that was rude. <laughs> could have just uh, could have just said uh, excuse me and walked around <laughs> or crawled underneath like their friend uh, but it would appear they are either oblivious to you or just don't care that you are there uh, moving through them I would like for one of you to make an esoterica and intellect roll uh, this is uh, difficulty three uh, because these are utterly alien but you may be able to pick up some of what they are communicating about through the feelings and uh, acidic nature of the clouds, the way they communicate with each other. Go for it, Plunk. Um, I only got two hits on that. Okay. I did not, I did not get the, the third difficulty, and no, I'm not going don't... to spend our last momentum on that. Or well, you no. can't. Yeah, it would cost you two. So that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, technically, because that's a failure, you've just gained a momentum. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, you don't know what the Miasmil are communicating about. That may be for the best. It could have been utterly innocuous, after all. And you are free, and you continue your descent. Things are going well. You've encountered various, various hazards and creatures on the way, but none of them have, have been the advertised... Uh, Super Dragon X Tensile Continuum Phantasma Calamity Clone <laughs> Plus Alpha, but we do do still have space for the Super Dragon X Tensile Continuum Phantasma Clone Plus Alpha. Wasn't Chromatic in there somewhere last it, time? I thought so. Uh, I thought so. Uh, it, it may may have been. I don't know. You didn't write this down so you could repeat it each time. You no, it's memorized. <laughs> that's silly. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the part that's silly, Danielle. Everything else is fine, but this is the part we know. Yeah, this is silly. <laughs> yes, I've bought it all so far, but this is stretching my disbelief too far. <laughs> Rain it in, Matthew. Pretty much. You can all breathe again, and it is actually a quite literal. You can all breathe sighs of relief, both in and out, as you descend further. 
And what a sight you descend into. Because this place is like a nirvana to you, Breen, especially. You find yourself walking into a cave. It is bowl-shaped and uh, seems to have like a, a funnel, like a scent uh, that, that reaches up beyond, maybe into the layer above. Not that you're wanting to head upward, mind you, but it does stretch upward into the gloom. And this bowl-shaped cavern, well, this is the perfect environment for mosses and fungi to grow in because it's a fine collection of moisture in here, and so it is. You can see all kinds of interesting plant life growing in cracks and, and brazenly on surfaces. And where things get particularly interesting is where the flora of this cave interacts with the minerals that are in this place. Yes, there's copper, and that gives everything a uh, verdant green tinge, but there are all kinds of ores and minerals protruding, like quartzes and amethysts, and even maybe some rubies, and it gives everything a, a, a wonderful hue, and probably gives it a tinge of flavour, and maybe toxicity at that, but you can generally play with that kind of thing and make something good. You know, a bit like how a Master Chef can make a blowfish uh, edible. Mm. But that's not all. There are a couple of people in here. You'd assume hunters. One is clad heavily in chitin uh, and a thick uh, insectoid mask. You can't see anything of this person's features. And that one is standing guard. Uh, Spots you as soon as you tumble in and breathe out and breathe in again. The other one give, pays you no mind at all and is simply uh, using a curved blade to harvest some of this fungi, some decent fungi at that. The guard just stares across at you. You recognize the garb as that of the Hrykians, the one of the uh, native populations. Uh, that's not to say this person necessarily is. They could have been adopted into it, but this heavy chitinous shell is uh, pretty typical of them. Uh, the harvesting hunter in here, however, is um, not nearly so easy to define. Uh, they are clad in black robes and uh, wearing some shell here and there, uh, but beyond that, she doesn't bear any kind of uh, clear features, sigils, symbols to denote her origins. The guard doesn't hail you. Do we want to hail the guard? We've been pretty friendly so far. Uh, yeah, let's try it. Maybe customers. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Uh, there is a, There are a pair of tunnels heading off from here, and this is where your rough map gets utterly useless. Okay. Uh, there is a bowl-shaped cavern noted, although it's not where you'd think it would be compared to where you were, and it certainly doesn't have two tunnels branching off of it. So we can make a roll when it's time to leave to see how uh, accurate your map remains. But right now, you're feeling a little lost. Okay. Uh, I think that Plunk is the... Is, is, is Plunk charismatic at all? <laughs> Oh, no, I am not the talker. Are any of you? Okay. I mean, I, I can be. Either way, I will, I will wave at them. 
The guard leans on a very large blade. Mm. Not sure how much of his weight he is actually leaning on it, but he certainly acts with tensed arms and shoulders like he's about to pick it up and swing. Does not answer. But the farmer looks up at you absently. Yes, yes, what, what? Oh, just passing through, waving. Those look oh. like really good fungi. They are, they are. She stands up, brushes her knees off. Uh, from where do you hail? Opranath? I don't recognize any of you. Oh, we're, no. We're heading down to Tin. Are you? Yeah. Are you now? What takes you down there? Uh, we're, we're actually uh, from the Kitchen Guild. We're trying to establish a new eatery. Oh. Uh. Splendid. Uh, sounds like a bold ambition. It's our purpose in life. Really? Well, in death. Oh, you're one of those. You're a Hadean. She mm -hmm. smiles at that, uh, revealing a rather ugly set of teeth. Not that one should judge, but these look like the kind of teeth that have been filed down. Hmm. And are all of you part of that chapter, death-obsessed uh, philosophers? Oh, no. They're not. No? Do they not speak? It's all right if they do not. My bodyguard does not speak either. I smile. Hmm. Well, what a curious assemblage you all are. All of you kitchen guilders. Fascinating. Well, this is my cave. I won't have you harvesting anything from it. Oh, not even a little bit? No, no, no. I need this material. It's not a question of want to supplement the rich ingredients in your restaurant on the tin stratum. Nothing like that. These are mine and they are needed by my people. Oh, who are your people? The people of Opranath. Hmm, mm hmm. They need to eat as well. Rot does not persist unless it has something to consume. Hmm. That's very true. Speaking ah. up from, like, the back. <laughs> it does speak. Well, then you have me at a disadvantage. I... Listen. <laughs> I know that we are each of different cultures that rarely see eye to eye. Uh, I do not know what settlement you come from, but I know that it is not mine. I would recognize you. You would bear some of the hallmarks, I'm sure. But I do not see either why we should come to blows. Is that not right? Looks to the bodyguard, who shrugs rather stiffly. <laughs> I don't know what we would fight about. Well, some individuals think that uh, just because we do not see eye to eye, that that is cause for hostility. Um, I believe that such issues can often be solved via transaction instead. Uh, and so, as you are in my cave, uh, I would appreciate, as would my bodyguard, uh, some of toll for passing through and then we can say our farewells and you can make your way down to tin where you serve whatever bounteous foods you have planned oh 
You're trying to extort us just from walking past. This is my cave, my habitat. Do you, do you live here? I thought you were from a different settlement. I, I make my habitat here when the settlement is undergoing certain stresses. Oh, do you she... think these fungi grow themselves? I mean, Not often they do. do. Yes, well, that's a good point. <laughs> but I cultivate them. Okay, well, if I walk past anybody's random field of mushrooms, I don't owe them money. So, bye. You know what? I'm feeling magnanimous. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. I, uh, we attribute to you and to your, um, to your settlement, we will cook you a meal to preserve, uh, to bring back to your settlement, to help feed your people more than just a raw mushroom would do. Is the implication that we do not have cooks of our own? Uh, no, sorry, I should not read offense into every statement. What a fine offer. What a generous offer. I believe you have cooks of your own. I just am offering that you have the fine delicacies of the master chefs. Zaven, while all this is going on, you can see that the bodyguard in all of his bristling armor has eyes only for you okay. uh, through the very thin uh, nature of his uh, insects, insect skull visor. Quite literally, he is eyeballing you. And you think there's even at the occasional twitch of, of eyebrows back there. You can't see them, but you just get the impression of a, yeah, yeah, come on then, come on. Come on, if you're so tough, I see that weapon at your side. Come on, step forward then. Why, what's wrong with you? Some kind of coward. The farmer is utterly oblivious to all of this. Right, right, exactly. Um, I'll just kind of uh, casually brush off my, my spiked chitinous plate <laughs> and, and just keep smiling. So... Master chefs, is that what you are? Yes. Did you award yourselves that title, or...? Uh, no. We have been given it by the, the people who enjoy our delicacies. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Well, I will not have you cooking in this cabin. I do not want you to uh, interfere with any of the careful ecosystem here. Now, mm -hmm. while she's at talk with... Plunk, Breen, are you going to try taking the opportunity to steal some of the resources growing here? You know, a quick, a quick slice of a blade and handful of <laughs> mushrooms. Or are you going to respect the sanctity of the cavern? I think Breen doesn't believe that this farmer owns this cavern. <laughs> no. it's a it's a route through other places, so that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Uh, which which means that Breen is not going to respect the sanctity of it and will, in fact, attempt to steal some mushrooms using my wonderful larceny skills. Or are they wonderful? Yeah. Well, yes, you I are know. a silhouette, so I hope. All right, so while this is all going on and the negotiation over, well, what kind of meal do you have planned uh, is taking place? Yeah. And I ask for a larceny and... Dexterity is fine. Again, if you'd rather use composure to do so without drawing attention to yourself, we could say. 
I also have the I was never here thesis, which is plus oh, yes. enhancement to influence others to disregard me. Oh, uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So um, especially because the farmer is concentrating on Plunk. Mm -hmm. And the bodyguard is concentrating on Zaven. I'd bump that up to a plus three enhancement. Ooh, so you could get something really rare here if you if you succeed on your larceny. And you know, pick an attribute. I I, I did dexterity because that's, that's my highest attribute. Mm -hmm. uh, so I got four hits on that. Plus my plus, three enhancement. Yes, plus three enhancement. Okay, you find something pretty crucial here. Yes. And uh, not only are you able to spot something that she hasn't, uh, nestled around the part where a jagged piece of diamond protrudes from the earth. I mean, who cares about the diamond? There are wonderful, incredibly rare little fungi and, what's more, tiny bugs that only consume diamond fungi. And these are bugs that are incredibly delectable. You're able to not just, well, you don't have to swipe a sickle or anything like that to pick them up. These are so delicate that you can basically go boop, and, you know, pick them up, put them in your bag. And again, it looks as much like you're leaning down to check that your tail hasn't dragged Come through off. something. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Still there, right? But a common more, worry for snakes. Yes, but more than that. I mean, some slow worms, some, some things lose their tails, don't they? Um, <laughs> but more than that, you're able to uh, see why things are growing in this cavern so verdantly. It isn't just the moisture. Getting this low down, close to the ground, you can see that feeding much of the uh, flora in this cavern, there is a layer of mulch. And within that mulch, you recognize bones, and you recognize those bones as belonging to humanoids, we will say, uh, in a vague sense, because you don't get the chance to do a full mm -hmm. autopsy. Mm. Uh, the Abominous. chimney above you uh, is probably a dumping ground, uh, maybe during calm season, if Opranath gets too full and their resources are too low. They probably dump people down here to feed the cavern, uh, and then they harvest the remains after the calm has ended. Huh. Which is nice. Huh. So, you find that out, and appreciating that we are quite close to... Well, we, in fact, we've overrun. Um, we will deal with the other part of our encounter. How about then that if you are trying to make this persuasion of uh, we will cook for you, it worked last time, Plunk. Yeah, it did. Uh, admittedly, it wasn't someone who is potentially a cannibal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or indeed, uh, some utterly, uh, let's call them detached, uh, worshipper of rot. Right. Let's go for a difficulty three persuasion and uh, are you uh, are you genuinely intending on making them a good meal or are you trying to poison them? If it's a good meal, it's presence. If you're trying to poison them and convince them it's a good meal, it's manipulation. I'm gonna. I I, I think. Well, so I don't know that they're potentially cannibals yet. No, no. Because... I mean, you know that they worship a pretty foul entity or or belief system, but you don't have to hold that against them. Yeah. Uh... Uh, right. I, I know that they're kind of foul people, but I don't yet know that they've been 
essentially mulching people to make their fungus. Yeah. Um, Grinding bones to make their bread. Right. I am not necessarily trying to poison them, but I am trying to manipulate them. Okay. All right. Um, If that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, this, right. is, this is all a manipulation. Yeah. Uh, that, that gives me three dice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you really do suck in social work. Uh, yeah, I'm bad at this. I'm really bad at this. Well, remember, we have three momentum, so uh, yeah. we've used momentum really well in this session. So uh, yeah. if well, you need to use it again, this may be but, the point where you say this Vrot is an ex-partner. Uh, maybe. Um, well, let's roll and see, and then... Yeah. Well, she says, wait a minute, plunk? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so I've got one hit on the dice. Oh. So I can make this a success mm. by spending two momentum to make it a success. Um, yeah. A, fa a failure into a success. Or I can just accept the loss and gain a momentum. Um, how do y'all feel about it? I'd say just eat the loss. I'm feeling like eating the loss, I think. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to be bad at this negotiation. All right, then. You you try. You try your best to persuade this person, but they're twitchy, they are looking you up and down, and you realize they're not really assessing your veracity or providence, let's say, as a chef. They are looking you up as potential compost. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, that may not be clearly going through your head. I imagine Breen is realizing this in his part of the cavern and she shakes her head rather sadly and says no no i shouldn't shouldn't treat myself to a fine meal not when the three of you could be feeding the settlement of opranath no uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few i'm afraid um she turns to the bodyguard let let let's, let's kill them let, let, let's just kill them now yeah uh Yes, and which we we are going to conclude our session. There. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Would finding this cave and figuring out about the compost and everything be discovering lost or unknown lore relating to the world below? I'm a generous story guide. Yeah. Then we have another momentum. You have <laughs> you have found a source of rich and rare resources here. Admittedly, part of the fuel for those rich and rare resources is yeah, decomposing okay. bodies. But waste not, want not. Yeah, I mean this 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 feels like a piece of lore, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you you know where um at least one of Opranath's farms is now. So if you wanted to sell that information onto another settlement or a guild or something and say, hey, if you if we wanted to starve out Opranath, this is a place we could start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, uh, good idea. Uh, but for the time being, we are at our close. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, I did. I do like how each of our sessions so far has ended us with us cooking somebody something for somebody. We're trying <laughs> one, to, at least. Yes. This one didn't go quite as well. No. This time you may end up being cooked. And next time we get to showcase some combat. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, all of you, for playing. It is always a pleasure to run for all three of you, and uh, it happens all too rarely, honestly. Um, but And thank you to anyone who's listened uh, this long. I know uh, actual plays aren't for everybody, but I do hope if you've been listening to this one, it has been enjoyable. 
And with that said, Danielle, if people want to speak to you about the best compost used for growing fungus, <laughs> where would they find you? Uh, I'm on the Onyx Path Discord, and I'm uh, also on some different places uh, as Impernius. <laughs> Uh, so you can find me at the, the mini social medias there. And Eddie, if they wanted to speak to you about where you're going to start shelling this particular crab of an Aprikian, where would you, uh, where would they go? <laughs> um, uh, crablover.org. No. Um, don't uh, go there. I don't know what's there, <laughs> but don't go well, there. It's probably bad. It's probably bad. Yes. Um, uh, actually, what you should Google is uh, Pugsteady. It's P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. That's my website. You can find me there. You can find me on social media sites that have that name. But mostly you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord. Right now I am talking about various uh, Santo films of 70s Mexican cinema. Wonderful. And how about you, Dixie? If people wanted to uh, try and get you the he breen the hell out of this cave before <laughs> things fly off the handle even further... Uh, where would they go to give you said advice? I, I don't want unsolicited advice, so don't 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 advise me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can talk to me about Breen, uh, either my snake character or uh, Neil of that name, uh, on the Onyx Path Discord, and also uh, pretty much everywhere that has an at symbol. I am Dixie Cyanide. And they can speak to me about how the Vrot should deal with these three kitchen guilders on the Onyx Path Discord, on Twitter at DawkinsMP, or on MatthewDawkins.com. Please check out the World Below Backer Kit if you haven't already, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Many worlds, one path cast.